0: And so I accidentally became Elle's boss not only at home but now over here <laughs> <laughs> which I was kind of already the self-proclaimed boss at home and now I'm kind of like, oh, I guess I'm a I guess she boss. She's quite bossy. Yeah.
1: Welcome back to Code Orange whether you're a doctor, a nurse, therapist, assistant, or admin. We've got you covered for the next 30 minutes spilling the dirt on all things healthcare. I'm
0: Allie. And I'm Paige. And thanks for joining us and coming along as we gab with each other, with you, for your entertainment, education, and hopefully enjoyment.
1: This week on our show, um, we are excited to announce a new series that we're launching as The world should know June month is Pride month and here um, in our office we have a very special guest who actually helps produce this show um, and she has recently transitioned and her name is Esther or Elle Lowen and we're very proud to have her um, on as our guest and our first guest in this month's series, um, which may drag into July because there's just so much, and why just give them one month, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Esther L, I like to call you L, but do you have a preference? Welcome to the show.
2: Well, hello. <laughs> um, yeah. Hi. L is great. I like L. And, and could you start Esther... off
1: by letting
0: us know your preferred pronouns?
2: Uh, no. Yeah, my pronouns are she and her, okay. and uh, my legal name is Esther. Okay, but we, uh, you know, it's fine. As a trans person, you kind of often get to name yourself. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I picked both my name and my nickname, which is L. Yes. So the people who uh, love me in my life call me L. Oh. Yeah. Like
1: and at that.
2: work, most of my yeah, both yeah. of my bosses call me L. Ah. Oh. Yeah. So.
1: And
0: let's hear about your bosses.
2: Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. So I work here at Prior Level Home Health. Okay. And I have been the background director or producer. Producer <laughs> and director. Everything. Maybe. Of uh, Code Orange. Yeah. So if you've looked at the logo and you like the logo, you can um, send me a coffee or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've had a lot of fun here. We're recording here in our office at mm-hmm. prior level. But yeah. I do kind of logistic designing. I do don't know if it rises to the level of admin, but I just kind of help on technical stuff behind the Technology
0: scenes. Technology consultant.
2: Yeah, help just with help with billing and everything. this and that. Just kind of filling in the gaps which is wonderful it's been a gift a gift
1: well we love having you I mean literally you do a little bit of everything for us so yeah what would we do without her I don't know I don't know let's not go there
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's been yeah it's been great I mean it's it's really it's been a great company to work for and I feel very safe as a transgender person and um yeah, I mean, my my spouse is also on staff here. Yes, she um, is, and she's, she's actually the in the room. Host.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right guys, the secret's out here.
0: Yeah.
2: So we've been married for how long, Paige?
0: 17 years. 17
2: we years. We just
1: had our 17th anniversary. 17th anniversary. Congrats you guys.
2: Yeah. yeah. We Amazing. spent it in Santa Barbara. We had never been there before. It's the yeah. best place. Oh, it's incredible. It's
1: where we got married. Oh, I love it. The and food is so legit. I know. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Good for you guys. Yeah. That's we had a lot of fun. <laughs>
0: And so I accidentally became Elle's boss, not only at home, but now <laughs> I'm <it hurts. laughs> which I was kinda already the self proclaimed boss at home and now I'm kinda like, oh I guess I'm I guess go for she boss. She's quite bossy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah she so has opinions. You know how those nurses are. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> like so it's been it's been um interesting, dynamic working, like trying to I like to try to supervise you, but right. yeah, Paige is using that. her uh,
2: quotes fingers there, yes. supervise. Anyway, but, but we, we're we're a good team. We oh, get yeah. along. It's There's not any really conflict. Been really good. So, like we've.
1: No, you guys are yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I remember been, I had a concern about that, like when you started, like, oh, well, how's it going to be working with your spouse? I you know? know. So it's uh, well, it's it's worked. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it really has. Um, which is very interesting. Do you mind sharing a little bit on how you came to work here? Because we didn't always have you on our team,
2: right? Yeah. Well, um, so I was a pastor mm-hmm. in uh, my previous life. I worked for the Seventh Day Adventist Church, which mm-hmm. in this area near Redlands, Loma Linda is a pretty big community. But yeah, um,
1: Very if you live
2: elsewhere, it may not be as as prominent. But yeah. uh, I was a pastor mm-hmm. and I uh, worked for the church for sixteen uh, ish years mm-hmm. full-time but then felt
0: like longer um, it was is that all
1: it was <laughs> but I think because you guys grew up it was
2: 16 it. years full-time employed oh. and then <laughs> but then I also worked you know four or five years as a yeah. chaplain while I was in college mm-hmm. and so yeah it's my whole it was my whole career and um, yeah. so when I came out as trans uh, they let me know that um, that I no longer could be employed mm. And so, um, can't really give a lot of details yeah. about that, but, uh, yeah. um, but, uh, that process was really painful. It mm-hmm. was unwanted. Mm-hmm. It was unplanned insofar as, you know, transition is unplanned. Yeah, uh, you know, but, yeah. um,
0: and that was just about a year ago.
2: That was about a year it ago. That started yeah. and ended. Yeah. It was about a little over a year ago, This like this month, mm-hmm. that I went on leave. Okay, And yeah. then I never went back to work. Right. So, the, you know, the details of it kind of flowed out of that later. But right. essentially, it's been one year since I've no, not worked at yes. the church. And right. fairly soon after that, I, I... Well, when did I start doing stuff with Pirate Level? I mean, I started right working away. on the website. Right
1: away. Right yeah, away. Yeah, it
2: was... Re- so, that was... Yeah. Um, you know, felt like a huge relief because uh, we didn't know what exactly yeah. I'd be doing next. And right. I knew I needed some work. I do a lot of the child care at home. And so mm-hmm. that was, uh, you know, helpful for our yeah. family, obviously, yeah. that, you know, we talk about um, the work that women do that is not uh you the know, load. Yeah, the invisible, invisible stuff. Load. So yeah. that, you know, that was a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I started doing work for Power Level, the website, and we created a podcast, and then I started doing billing, yeah. and um, so by the time I kind of figured out that I wanted to go back to school, yeah. um, I was working here several several hours a week, yeah. or several hours a day, and um, was able to do that mostly from a distance,
1: yeah.
2: uh, which, which was convenient and really yeah. helpful they for our much, family. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so yeah, I'm in therapy school. I'm yes. getting a master's degree in family therapy. Yes, and I'm getting it from Alliant University, which uh-huh. is uh, based out of San Diego.
1: Okay,
2: and um, they are—it's called the the California School, uh, the California School of Professional Psychology. Huh. So it's it's one of the older schools doing this kind of work in wow. um, certainly in California, but maybe even the nation. It's it's kind of a well-known group, and wow. they're respected, and yeah. they have the, the best credentialing or, right, credential, yeah. what, or what do they call accreditation it? What, accreditation Maybe for schools. They have the, yeah. rest, they have the best accreditation, cool. um, which is a pain for students in some ways because it means yeah, we have
1: to do more stuff we have yes. to do.
2: Um, but it's been really great. So I've been in school for yeah. a year, and I just started my clinicals yes. uh, last week.
1: Which is so exciting! Um, yeah, it's
2: yeah. really it's really cool. I'm I'm working out at the LGBTQ Center of the Desert in mm-hmm. Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. They have a behavioral health center. It's called the Scott Hines Behavioral Health mm. Center. I think. Okay. Yeah, or Behavioral awesome. Health Clinic. So
1: yeah. Yeah. And so you get to meet one-on-one with patients there, or is that the kind of work mm-hmm. you're doing?
2: Yep. Yeah, okay. it's individual and um, couple and or family. Okay. Um, so, cool. so far I've just been meeting with individual clients, mm-hmm. but I'm sure that that will, yeah, you know, change and expand. They also do, um, different group therapy yeah. stuff, support groups yeah. and those, so I'm, I'm imagining as my time with them unfolds that I'll, I'll lead some group environments too. So
1: that would be cool. But the yeah.
0: amazing part about the center is that, you know, as soon as Elle told me about, Um, Being trans, she, you know, I needed some resources. I didn't know really even what it meant that to be transgender. I had no idea any of the terms, none of it, what it could look like. And so she did some research online and found the center for me as a resource Mm. and found that they had this support group called Trans Tuesdays. And it's not only for trans people, but it's for their loved ones. And, and so I've been going to this group regularly for almost a year, maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Met some amazing friends. And the leader of this group is Jill. Mm -hmm. And she is the director of the center. And so I just... She's
2: the director of the behavioral health arm. Behavioral Uh health.
0: And she's, she's just amazing. And she set me up with a great therapist out of the center. And so it's like, So exciting that Elle gets to be there. Yeah, and it's like Palm Springs is an hour from Redlands or less, Less, and it's the queer capital of what the country is it or the world per capita?
2: Is it? It's it's very 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 queer. Well, I yes yes (laughs) (laughs)
0: yes I know. I mean, you can tell, and and it's just like it feels like a safe comfortable yeah for sure warm hug type of a place for sure
1: you know yeah Yeah. and for like
2: someone who's newly out like me at 40 years old yeah that soft landing has been really helpful like i spent some time there you know kind of when i was going through the process of trying to um you know ask and answer questions about my gender Mm -hmm. it's um I mean, we may get into this, but it's um, often confusing, and yeah. it's scary, Yeah, and it's not—sometimes um, the most obvious answer is not the easy answer,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, and especially in the culture that we are living in and, and in the church culture I was in. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, being able to just kind of hang out, and like, I just would go— for a while I was going out to Palm Springs just on my day off, Mm -hmm. you know, and I would just hang out, write in coffee shops or whatever, and I would wear whatever I wanted and present however I wanted. And, Hmm. you know, I would do work and stuff, but it was just the way I spent my day off. And it was really, really helpful to be in that space. Yeah. And um, so I feel like, you know, just professionally. Yeah. Similarly, like kind of going into the, because like I'm just me all the time. Yeah. so
1: that's all you should have to be.
2: Right. Right. <laughs> um, so it feels like a soft landing. Yeah. That totally yeah. makes sense. So. Which
1: is nice that it's so close for you because not everybody has that. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. you both touched on something so important, which is why I think this series is going to be so great. Um, Paige, you mentioned you needed resources yeah. and you mentioned you needed a safe place and that you know, your work with the center and whatnot is what you're looking forward to in your new kind of career. And I think that's a lot of what I would like this podcast to be about this series is let's, you know, let's inform healthcare workers what, what resources are out there. And then also hear from you as, you know, someone that works in healthcare, but also as a patient and page you as, a family member of somebody that you know you both have sh- shared some horror stories i would call them yeah of your experiences as a patient but then also you guys both now are a wealth of knowledge of resources mm-hmm. and some basic things you know like where were you starting out on this you know i have had the privilege of knowing you guys and kind of seeing the transition although covid Allowed you to do a lot of it yeah. so quietly um, and keep yeah. this really under. So mm-hmm. by the time I was told, I think you were pretty well transitioned. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was scared to tell. <laughs> I what? I was scared yeah. to tell you. I mean, yeah, it was we, were s- we were
2: scared. Because we weren't we're sure.
0: Coming from this climate where the yeah. employer it, we knew was not going to be supportive. and. Yeah living in fear and yeah. hiding, you know? It
2: wasn't anything specific about you. Right. You know, it yeah. was it's like, just, it's we just had just been in this context, right? right. What Paige said, where, where, um, you know, our employment or my employment and yeah. our family was affected by. Totally. Those yeah. decisions. Yeah.
0: So, and, and it's just scary telling people too because it might be like a turning point in your relationship where they want to have nothing to do with you anymore. Mm-hmm. Cause they think you're, gross or weird or yeah
1: Yeah. have you you guys experienced much of that or people have been pretty open and accepting Mm -hmm.
0: I think it's been some of both but there there have definitely been some very painful experiences where people that we were very close to Mm -hmm. thought would be cheerleaders haven't
1: Mm -hmm. been at all Do you think some of that is them just not being educated or kind of biased because of an upbringing or maybe a mixture? Did they come back around? Did they need time? Like, what was your guys' experience regarding that? Some of both.
0: I mean, some aren't going to come back around and that's okay because if they're not going to come back around, Mm -hmm. I don't want them around. Right. They can't be accepting of right. our family mm-hmm. stay away. Right. And yeah. I don't want to hear from them.
2: <laughs> well, and part of like our overlay, and I'm sure Ali you you totally can empathize with this, even if you're you don't have trans people in your home. But right. like we have children. Yes. Paige and I have, we have two kids yes. and um and so it's really important for it. Like we don't want to have people who are hostile. Mm-hmm. To our family, right in and around our family, right. Like you know, our right. kids are young; they don't need that yeah. confusion. They don't need that um, that violence, even mm-hmm. if it's not physical violence. That, right. Um, they they don't need that, mm-hmm. and actually, that's harmful. And so
0: we won't allow that.
2: We won't allow that. So we we are actively protecting them. And it may be that if we didn't have kids, we may be willing to put up with more.
0: I don't know. <laughs> I would, be, have, I would be, maybe I would be willing to put up with more, <laughs> <laughs> but,
2: but for me, I, there's no, I don't have any kind of internal, like, um, uh, sense of antipathy about it. It's just yeah. crystal clear. Like we, you know, only people who are saved can mm-hmm. be present in our family. So, mm-hmm. but I would, I would agree with Paige. Like there, there are a lot of people who have disappointed mm-hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Um, disappointed us and there are a lot of people who've shown up out of the woodwork in Mm -hmm. ways that are surprising and have been wonderful and you know we've made a lot of new wonderful friends like Paige was saying from the center yeah from the support group and Mm -hmm. uh, you know it's funny um when you're a, a pastor in a conservative church or you're a leader in a conservative church um you know I've always felt like a bit of a black sheep because I was always more progressive mm-hmm. in my theology and mm-hmm. lifestyle than the denomination as a whole
1: mm-hmm.
2: and you know I had my own comfort levels with that yeah that dis right. you know, Kind of the mental gymnastics that right. take place to be there, but there are a lot of other pastors like that, mm-hmm. like me.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so it wasn't like I was totally alone. Right.
0: Um. It but felt alone. <sighs>
2: but the thing is, is that people who are not part of the church, who are like me, who are you know queer, or right. who are, you know, like from the church's perspective, like undesirable or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like people that they the church judges, yes. like they're not going to feel safe around me. Right. And they may not even know that I'm progressive and that I would be a safe person as a mm, pastor. And so right. what's been really fascinating to me is that I've gotten to connect um, with all kinds of folks who are, who are or who have been part of the church or a church, mm-hmm. um, but who are queer mm-hmm. and who I yeah. didn't know either i didn't know they were queer or i didn't know they existed mm-hmm. or they and i don't blame them mm-hmm. for like i totally yeah. get right. then that need for safety right. but wow it's been really amazing yeah. to
0: they've come out and found us and yeah. connected with us and it's like
2: lots of new really really cool friends i yeah. just went to i went to coffee with someone last week who is a, a remarkable person they mm-hmm. um they do like some sex education work wow. and they work for I, I'm not going to name all the specifics. Yeah. I don't want to give that away for them. Yeah. But they, I mean, they would be a great guest on the podcast, yeah. actually. But Let's same kind it. of similar stories as ours, like long-time part of the Avenist tribe and are now mm-hmm. kind of doing this work of wow. education and community health and
1: yeah.
2: Um, yeah. So we, we, I keep running into meeting people, and so yeah, I wouldn't really. say that it that repla- you know that somehow that makes the pain of mm-hmm. loss go right. away. Um, and also I, I guess I feel a little bit of relief Mm -hmm. kind of knowing where people are at Mm -hmm. as opposed to like worrying about whether or not they're allies or not, or, you know, I would just rather, I would rather know than like be on edge and not know. I'd rather just like, okay, I need to, I need to be. I need to be strong mm-hmm. for this interaction or this appointment or this visit or whatever, mm. because I know this person mm. is actively, um, mm. you know, judgmental of me or, mm. God forbid, hostile. Um, but the the emotional mental weight I think is a lot greater if you don't know,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. and
2: and you're just kind of like, yeah, because they're they're acting like a friend, but are they really a friend? And are they right. supportive? And you know a lot of times people are like nobody wants i mean very maybe some people do but very few people i think want to be uh a bigot mm-hmm. you know i think very few people want to be um, exclusionary and judgmental, mm-hmm. and which is kind of the, that, you know, the definition of that. Like, I don't think many people want to be that way, mm-hmm. but I do think that sometimes people are that way and they just don't fully want to admit it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and so, yeah. uh, you know, it, <laughs> it's funny because, like, uh, you know, people can be polite and yet, you know,
1: say something offensive.
2: Right. Right. Woo! Or like, or Let's do something there. really horrible. You know, like yeah. I'm sat in meetings with people who were being very polite, and at the same time, were telling me that I was no longer going to have my career.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: You know, which is yeah. like a little bit of, um. You know, I'm only I'm only thinking of profanity, but a mind <laughs> a mind something. You know.
1: Right. Right. Right.
2: It's a little bit hard to. Wrap your head around to yeah. be in that place of, like, someone being, like, super sweet, super nice, and yet they're doing this thing to you that is, like, violent right. and traumatic and awful and, like, my worst fear. Yeah. It's it's hard to, like, put those together. Yeah. Like, this person is presenting as though they care about me mm. and, yeah. like, very clearly
1: shutting you out
2: very clearly they don't yeah
1: yeah
2: um so that's that's been that's been tough um
1: uh shouldn't take acts of violence to care
2: right or to like even just sort of empathize with what it might be like to like be a six foot one trans woman in the world and to like have people look at you and stare at you and like it just, they're, they're, you know, like Paige and I, I mean, Paige, Paige is the safety officer in our home. Mm-hmm. Yes, she and, is. Here and too. She's, she's a safety officer <laughs> around work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Paige is the one who really thinks through carefully uh, what places are safe yes. for our family and yes. what places are not. And We've kind of joked, um, you know, like in these sort of first, this first year of transition for me about how I've like, I've gone through my like 14 year old girl stage where like I don't really. She's
0: been kind of bratty and talks back. Oh. Well,
2: (laughs) what I. Went through that stage. I don't feel like I've been through that stage, but what I have been through is a stage where um, I'm.
1: Pushing boundaries? Well, felt like so like Ali,
2: you're, you're a woman in your 30s. Yeah. You've had a lot of experience of misogyny yeah. in your life. You've yeah. had experiences of catcalling. You've had experiences of unwanted advances. Yes. You've had experiences where you felt unsafe in your yes. own skin. because. Yes. So I've, I have I think that the nature of privilege for a trans woman is different than like a cisgender man's.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um. And I was afforded a certain amount of privilege by being in the closet,
1: mm. and
2: so presenting I don't
0: as a cisgender man. Presenting as so a cisgender many man, years.
2: so I don't, I don't have a lifetime of experiences of being catcalled and being harassed and being like, I have one year mm-hmm. worth of those experiences. And why uh.
0: you shouldn't go get gas late at night in the ghetto, or why you can't go jogging at night by the homeless encampment, like. Those things aren't good. good idea.
1: I've actually, I already heard about those incidents yeah. from the safety <laughs> officer. Yeah.
2: So these but. are things that, like, I've learned yeah. now.
1: Yeah.
2: But, like, they're not things that I knew or, like, that I had before. And right. so, um, so I guess that I, I introduced that as a way of saying that, like, we've learned more about how to adapt our lives so that we you know, try to put ourselves and our family in situations where, you know, it will be like where we will feel successful, you know, like in this area, we know that there's a couple of especially a couple of neighborhoods in Riverside where Mm -hmm. we feel very comfortable. Mm -hmm. There's lots of visibly queer people, Mm -hmm. you know, especially like around the university, like Mm -hmm. UCR, like it feels just fine, you know?
0: Yeah.
2: Um, But like, it's not
0: that fine at a NASCAR race. That
1: was theoretically right. And like very strange <laughs> when you called me from a NASCAR race, and for the a love, love of was everything,
0: I and it, you were just I, I like, grew up a lot of years. You
1: were by. just determined to take a dang NASCAR see, this race. Is the, this you know, is but the that's thing, part I, of the problem. This is part of the whole problem: is that you shouldn't have to safety officer. Right? It shouldn't be a problem. And you are one thing that is so great about you. I see, like in your transition is that you are so you and uniquely you and like not afraid of it, not that you ever should be, but you know, you're, you're just, you're you and you're happy and you're, you're happy to talk about things and it's amazing to see because it's very different from, do I, am I using the term right? The dead you. That that sounds very morbid. How do you educate? How do we do this?
2: I, I mean I do think that it's different it? for different people, okay. but but some trans people do use the word dead name. Yes, um, I don't often use that because I I guess I feel
1: coming from a religious background. That's like y- well, it's little? more about my
2: parents. I think okay. about my parents when I think right. about dead name. And I'm like, okay,
1: oh, I don't want to make
2: them feel bad. You know, right. like okay. It, so it's it's kind of about that. But like yeah, that's so, uh, a lot of people use the word dead name. But how do you I refer. I say pre-transition,
1: pre-transition, you know, okay. or pre transition. Pre transition. Okay. Pre-transition, out, or when L. I was in the
2: closet, or yes. some trans people talk about there being an egg.
1: An egg, mm-hmm. because so, they haven't hatched yet. Yes,
2: oh. before and after your egg hatches, or before your before and after your egg cracks.
1: Could you also be in a cocoon? <laughs>
2: yeah, a cocoon. Well, that would. I mean, I have a tattoo of a butterfly on my arm. You See, know, because so the, the butterfly thing. But Look, lo- I just started
1: something <laughs> new, right?
2: <laughs> a lot of trans people talk about. You know, there's a moment when your egg cracks. Okay. And there's no going back. Okay. You know, and so it doesn't it doesn't say anything about necessarily the timeline or the speed or whatever, but like there's before and after your egg cracks.
1: So tell this is good. This is some lingo. So also (laughs) I did not know this, so maybe we should clarify. Sure you were a man became a woman so you are a trans woman trans female correct that's
2: correct okay. although I would say that I have always been a girl okay um, I hey. what I say is that I presented, presented I presented as a man I presented as a boy and even that I identified as okay. a man or a boy okay and now I'm just who I am I'm not right. identifying I just am I also like to say I'm a woman of transgender experience. Okay. You know, because I think that. Um, are
1: you ever just a woman? Like, do you have yeah. to say you're Practice trans it. or yeah. of yeah. trans experience?
2: I don't think you have to. Okay. Um, you know, there are some people who use the word, the, the phrase trans woman. Mm hmm. And they say it all together like that. Yes. And they say it almost... And the way that it is used is almost that it's like a third or a fourth yes. different category. Yes. And I, d- I don't resonate with that. So I guess that's why I like a woman of transgender experience or a okay. woman of trans experience. Okay. Um, because I do think that my experience is different from some women. Mm-hmm. Um, just like a woman... Um, who's a survivor of breast cancer, mm-hmm. has an experience this different mm-hmm. than right. some women. Absolutely. Or, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. uh, it doesn't, it's just a different set of experiences, but right. it doesn't mean we're different.
1: Right, uh, exactly. Fundamentally, but so. It's what makes you uniquely you. Yeah. Is your experiences. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I
0: think that some trans people definitely don't want to out themselves in the initial conversation, you know? And and that's okay, too. Until so, like, because we want to educate yeah. people in healthcare, if you think you may be encountering a trans person or maybe a queer person, what would be How like the they... best way yeah. to interact with them? Introduce yourself, ask their name. Like, what is what well, is not offensive? I guess
2: I think um, so. One thing that comes to mind is yeah. that um, something that is. Um, something that indicates safety to many trans people mm-hmm. is the universal use of sharing one's pronouns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So regardless of a person's gender in, like, say, a workplace mm-hmm. or an office environment or in a hospital, mm-hmm. just having everybody by default say what their pronouns are or have them on their name tag. I like My that, pronouns are yeah. this. And I think that that... Um, kind of can break down so, like so say you're interacting with someone who like me is a six foot one woman you know who like you know not there I mean obviously there's lots of women that are over six feet but it's a minority like you know and so
0: you get all um, the cute shoes though <laughs> just saying oh <laughs> at rag, right oh,
2: shoes that is yeah that's a whole other <laughs> subject anyway
0: yeah
2: um but, like, if you look at someone, you're like, hmm, I wonder if they're trans. Um, like, no, like seeing their pronouns is a helpful, it, right. may be a, it may be a way of, for you as a clinician, to not ask a question or yes. say something that Correct. would make that person feel yeah. unsafe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I also think that, um, you know, in most contexts, whether or not a person is cisgender or transgender is kind of irrelevant, you know? Right. Like, if if you're my yeah. endocrinologist yes. and I'm there because I want, uh, you know, hormone replacement therapy, yes. then the fact that I'm transgender is immensely important. Very right? relevant. Like, that's relevant. Yeah. Like, right. in fact, that's the reason probably why I'm there. Right. Um, but, like, if I'm... Um, They're uh, like you know if I'm showing up at the pharmacy to get a you know a prescription for my high yeah like my high blood pressure pill or I'm yeah or I'm going to get a filling in my teeth like Mm -hmm. I don't need to be harassed about
0: that I don't
2: need that doesn't need to be why do you have to
0: explain it you know it's not and I
2: mean I I understand like in some I I just I think like if you would normally ask anybody right. what their gender is. Right. Then, like, yes. do it that way, and yes. then let the trans person say what they wish. Because, like, you know, um, some trans people want to. Um, we, you know, sometimes we use the word passing. Um, some people, some trans people want to pass as cisgender.
1: Some oh. some trans
2: people. Yeah. Uh, don't really care. Some trans people want to
1: be identified be andro- as trans. You know,
2: want to be want to appear more. You know, maybe androgynous. Or there are some trans people who don't feel like they're man or a woman. And right. so the fact that you may may not know by looking at them is yes. kind of like what they're going for. Right. Like that's that they feel better in their skin if if you you can't pin that down. And so. Is um, that
1: considered non-binary then? Or you're saying it, trans? That
2: might, yeah. Okay. I mean, some, there's some trans people that are non-binary. There's some trans people that are agender.
1: This is where. Without gender. this mm-hmm. a yeah. Is that right?
2: A cisgender person, yeah. It
1: mm-hmm. feels like maybe there's gray area. And so the opportunity mm-hmm. to a potentially offend somebody, yeah. Yeah. Almost makes me want to like, ooh, do I even go there? Yeah. Like, you know, what is appropriate, what yeah. feels yeah. safe.
0: You know, yeah. like, hold on, honey. Listen, what about this? <laughs> if, because we're a home health company, mm-hmm. and so we're going out to see a new patient, we're doing an evaluation with the patient, and like, we're, do- you know, meeting them for the first
1: time. And seems like it should be on like an intake form, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, you know, there's always like the male, yeah. female, White, Caucasian, marker, Hispanic, yeah. African American.
2: Right. Well, it's funny. Mr. I was telling Mrs. I was telling Paige this morning, and you guys, you know, um, I think we're going to have a, a trans clinician um, on the show, uh, mm-hmm.
1: a, a, an MD. Yes, we I'm, are. A, I'm
2: a student, would be, will be. Hopefully mental health.
0: soon, mental health professional. <laughs> mental
2: health <Yeah>. professional. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, but we're going to have an MD yes. who is also trans. And, a great
1: name, if I do um, say
2: so. <laughs> and. They actually taught me something. We, we could ask them about them, but they there's actually um, EMRs, medical uh, electronic medical record, that have either plugins or are built this way, where mm-hmm. they have a, a, a more comprehensive picture at a person's yeah. Yeah. you know gender, and so it lists you know what are their pronouns, how do they mm-hmm. identify, um, what what were they identified at birth, um, have they had any kind of procedures to their body mm. um, what um, what uh, what secondary sex ca- characteristics are present and what ones are absent what
1: uh, does that mean
2: well like well like think of any sex secondary sex characteristics so like breasts or uh, penis or vagina or whatever um, are they is that present or absent like Got does it. this person have a uterus or do they not right? Um, and why because, is it because, called
1: secondary?
2: Well, I guess. What's uh, primary? So primary, and do people
1: take out their uterus?
2: Some do. Yeah, some people okay. do. I mean, people might take out their uterus for a a wide variety of reasons. That's true.
1: That's you know? true.
2: Um, but there, I I believe that there are some trans people who you know have or a hysterectomy like as a part okay. of their as a part of their transition. Yeah. And so, like, say you have a patient who. Um, I mean it probably like I I don't know like we had the pelvic floor physical therapist yes. on like yeah, a while yeah, ago right we like did, let's yeah. say she has a patient who's a transgender man yeah. and um like it may be relevant mm-hmm. in the context of that treatment yes. for her to know that yeah. this is a transgender man yeah. um who maybe has a vulva yes but doesn't have a uterus right like it might be helpful yes. for her to be aware I of see, what yeah. of mm-hmm. what you know, their anatomy is and it's not, yeah. that is in a lot of ways independent of, you know, right. their gender. Absolutely. Um, or certainly the way that they um, understand and see themselves. And yeah. so it could be, it could be like their, the, the anatomy that's present or absent could be relevant to like clinical treatment.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: Um, and, you know, if you only have male or female. Right. You may not have that information. And no. so, like, if the form just says M for that patient, yep. they, you know, some of their, which would be appropriate for them. Right. But you may miss stuff, yeah. you know? Or totally. Like, yeah. what if you have a trans, like, for a lot of trans masculine people, so that would be people who, who transition to be more masculine or become, okay. um, or to, you know, to transition to present as the men that they are.
1: A lot of times. I like that. So, Trans, feminine, trans, masculine. Trans, mm-hmm. feminine.
2: That kind of denotes, like, kind of maybe yes, the, direction the direction that you might Got be it.
1: moving. Okay.
2: Um, and what's fun in the trans community, like, all of this is, like, up for debate. So, okay. you know, it's I feel concrete. like, I feel yeah. like, to me, I would rather have someone just humbly ask and I'll say okay. what I think as opposed to, like, you know, telling, you know, the rule for the whole thing. But, okay. like... So say you have a transmasculine person, like, yeah, I was telling Paige this morning, like, who's, you know, going to see their primary care person. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, the you know, the physician assumes that since they're a trans man that they have breasts and they must need a mammogram. Yes. Well, like, you know, they may have mm-hmm. had a mastectomy. They right. may not, right. like, that may not be an indication right. for them anymore. Or it right. may be, like, it may be that they're, that they you know, they're haven't been able to have that procedure or they can't afford it Man, or, right. or they yeah. can't have it for some other, you know, medical right. or you know, or legal re- or you know, whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Where like they still need that right. health care. You right. know, like but I, they're
0: so embarrassed or ashamed right, right. to admit that they would need that. It's
2: it can be really a mind you know a minefield. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've heard a lot of trans women talk about um, you know, just not confusion, but sort of asking, well, like, okay, so I've been, I've transition, you know, I've been transitioned for ten years. I've been on therapy. Yeah. I've had bottom surgery. Right. Um, like, wh- like, where do I even go to the doctor? And yeah, um, I'm gonna, like, I'm, I'm gonna need prostate screening because, right. like, as a trans woman, yes. you always pretty much always are gonna have that unless you have cancer or something. Right. So, like, do you go to a gynecologist for that? Like, right. that's not really there. Mm-hmm. Like. It just is real. It can be real sticky for the patient to know what to do,
0: right? And so, So, but uh, how can you like help our clinicians know? Not to make this about us, you know, but uh, for (laughs) the uh, the 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 professionals. Well, because how to
1: how can we make? uh, Do you even refer them to their primary care? Do you, you know, how do we help people navigate? this well and I, how so i think make i think these are
2: comfortable i think these are great questions i think for our next guest honestly like okay. i think she she will have very okay i think she will Concrete have experience rich yeah
1: all right well i think that's all we have time for today um thank you so much Elle, for being here and as you can see we're not quite done with this conversation so we're actually going to have a part 2 with this episode and a few other guest speakers on this topic um, with different backgrounds, so stay tuned for that. Uh, Again, thank you so much, Elle, for being here, Paige. Thanks for being part of the show and sharing both of your guys' stories with us. Um, And we want to thank all the listeners for joining us here on Code Orange, the podcast that spills all the dirtiest stuff in the healthcare world. Please take a minute to like, rate, review our show on whatever platform you may be listening on.
0: So thanks for joining us. You can learn more about our awesome company on our website, iLevelHH.com, and check us out next week. We'll have part two to this episode, and then, um, so we will see you soon.